Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. This is the place to be if you're ready for the best podcasts of the paranormal. Curious and sometimes unexplained. Now listen to this. Welcome to our podcast. Please be aware the thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are their thoughts and opinions only and do not reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks, or their sponsors and associates. We would like to encourage you to do your own research and discover the subject matter for yourself. Joshua P. Warren, and each week on this show, I'll be bringing you brand new, mind-blowing content, news, exercises, and weird experiments you can do at home, and a lot more on this edition of the show, The Dark Forest Hypothesis, plus three things you can do to easily turn your bad luck into good luck. Yes, we're going to get into that later. Everybody needs some new tips from time to time. And, uh, well, these are some good ones. But first, the dark forest hypothesis. Sounds spooky, huh? Some of you probably know what this is. I bet many of you do not. I did one of these shows. Let's see. It was episode 133 of this podcast called Strange Things. That was called, Where Are the Aliens? I also, by the way, uh, introduced my Aztec death whistle on that episode, 133. But the big topic, where are the aliens? And I kind of dug into how to reconcile something like um, the Drake equation with the Fermi paradox. I'm not going to get all into that again. You can go back and listen. But basically, just to, to recap... The Drake equation is this, um, this very precise, respected equation formulated in 1961 by, uh, this astrophysicist named Frank Drake. And he was calculating all the information that we have about all the things that exist out there in the universe and what the likelihood of, uh, well, an alien civilization an intelligent alien civilization being out there, what that likelihood was. 
And uh, basically, you know, without getting into the math, and I don't think the average person can understand it, by by crunching all the numbers about, you know, the, the Goldilocks zones and uh, just all these variables, basically, he came up with this uh, result that it appears there should be thousands of intelligent alien civilizations, which may currently exist. And of course, even though that makes sense on paper, it takes us to what so many people refer to as the Fermi paradox. And the Fermi paradox is this discrepancy between the lack of conclusive evidence of advanced extraterrestrial life and the apparently high likelihood of its existence. And apparently this goes back to a meeting that Fermi was having yeah, sort of a casual conversation in the summer of 1950 with some other physicists. And while walking to lunch, the men discussed recent UFO reports and the possibility of faster than light travel. And apparently the guys were were kind of open minded to the fact that this statistically should be the case because the universe is so big that it's possible. But then at one point, Fermi blurted out, but where is everybody? And coming that that question, that one sentence coming from a, a physicist of that stature went down in history as a paradox. Books have been written about it. <laughs> Where is everybody? And I won't get into, again, all the reasons I went deeper into this uh, in episode 133. But, um, you know, obviously. One of the most likely explanations is that the universe is just so huge. Everything's just spread too far apart. I mean, you can't imagine how huge the universe is. And um, we just can't find each other or we don't have the technology to reach each other. That's probably the simplest one. But then there are some other really interesting ones that uh, I think are especially thought provoking, such as the fact that, you know, you and I, we measure life pretty much in terms of a human lifetime. So you might say, okay, human life is in the neighborhood of 70 to 100 years right now. And so we we have a tendency to break our lives up into, you know, days and weeks and months leading up, leading up to this, you know, the span of years that we consider a life. But that is irrelevant when it comes to time and the cosmos. And so it may just be that it's very unlikely for two civilizations to have matured at the same time so that they can communicate with each other. You know, you're talking about some incredible synchronicity that uh, these civilizations, they thrive, but they are billions of years apart when they rise and fall. And it just doesn't match up. You, you know, this is seriously something that Many books have been written about, so I'm not going to try to dig into all the options here in this podcast. But this is, from a scientific point of view, this is the question. And in my podcast called Where Are the Aliens, the point of that one was the evidence that I have found to suggest that many of these UFOs, UAP, these types of beings, they tend to be seen around the water, around shorelines, and including going in and out of the water. This happens all the time. And so I would say, I would say there's a higher likelihood that whatever these things are and whoever these beings are, there's a higher likelihood that they are spending more time in the oceans of the world than they are flying around in outer space up above us. I mean, space from what we can tell, seems to be a pretty dead zone compared to the oceans, which are absolutely overwhelmingly full of and teeming with life. And not only life, but some of the most bizarre forms of life that you can imagine. So it would make sense that, you know, it's a, it's an easier stretch logically to say that uh, these beings are living in, in that environment, in the aquatic environment, and that, uh, that, that does not mean they cannot fly up into the sky and travel in that realm occasionally as well, but that maybe that's where they are more often than not. 
And it's kind of interesting because as I was doing prep for this show, this article popped up here at Fox News, and the headline is, Only one type of alien life form could make it to Earth's doorstep. This is from a Harvard expert. Uh, it says biological creatures would unlikely survive journey to Earth, says astrophysicist Avi Loeb. And uh, I'll just read the beginning here. It says a renowned astrophysicist is calling foul on reports of alien sightings in Earth's atmosphere, arguing that biological creatures would be unable to survive a journey to our planet. Quote, it would take about a billion years to cross from one side of the Milky Way galaxy to the other. Avi Loeb, a Harvard astrophysicist, said during an appearance on GB News this week, quote, given that I don't think any spacecraft that would arrive to us from another star would carry biological creatures. And so um, I think that basically what if I gather the uh, if I get the point here, he's saying that, like, it's more likely if they are autonomous, they have an artificial brain, artificial intelligence. We have already developed that on Earth. We haven't launched it to space, but that would be the next step, end quote. I, you know what? I have to agree. There's something to that. I, you know, I have talked about these things I called OUFOs, and um, but that stands for organic UFO. But really what I'm talking about is, is some of these things that may be like artificial intelligence that do have an organic body and a shape-shifting ability, that these these things flying around us are not always just so, you know, black and white as being animate or inanimate or organic or inorganic. Um, and so I, I tend to think that, you know, there is a, a sound logic there. And so when we start thinking about this, however, and we start looking into reconciling. Well, all these beings are statistically, supposedly, possibly around us. Where are they? Um, when I talked about that in episode 133, I started getting some messages from people saying, well, what do you think about the dark forest hypothesis? And I, I was aware of it, but I'd never, I don't think I've ever really sat down and talked about it in particular on this podcast. So let me explain to you what the dark forest hypothesis is. As a matter of fact, let's take our break first, because, um, I want to dig into this and, uh, it, it is spooky. It is eerie. It is unsettling. If you really think about the implications of this thing called the dark, forest hypothesis because it applies not only to the the concept of quote unquote you know aliens flying around out there but maybe other phenomena that we often consider supernatural paranormal maybe interdimensional all that kind of stuff um some good news as i record this particular podcast we are currently accepting requests for customized personalized sigils we go through phases we'll accept requests for a while and then we'll have to shut them off but we are available right now to make you a personalized customized sigil if you go right now to the sigillab.com sigil is spelled s-i-g-i-l the sigillab.com and you'll see the information there we're not doing business sigils for now uh of course uh, the website needs to be updated because it still says something about holiday sigils, but those are those are sold out long ago, of course. Um, but you can get a personalized sigil. Also, if you listen to this show, do yourself a favor, okay? Go to my personal website, joshuapwarren.com. Sign up for the free e-newsletter right there on the homepage. And it'll take you two seconds. When, when you do that, then you will instantly receive an automated email from me with some links to free online goodies. JoshuaPWarren.com. That's me, Joshua P. Warren, and you are listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be right back. Hang on, Josh will be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash strange things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash strange things. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Hey, folks, we need your music. Hey, it's producer Tom at Coast to Coast AM, and every first Sunday of the month, we play music from emerging artists just like you. If you're a musician or a singer and have recorded music you'd like to submit, it's very easy. Just go to coasttocoastam.com, click the Emerging Artist banner in the carousel, follow the instructions, and we just might play your music on the air. Go now to coasttocoastam.com to send us your recording. That's coasttocoastam.com. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Hi, it's Dr. Sky. Keep it right here on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. To strange things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, the Wizard of Weird, Joshua P. Warren, beaming into your wormhole brain from my studio in Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada, where every day is golden and every night is silver. Ajitato Zume! And... Last year, in 2023, I made the Electromarine available as a special one-time batch made by the world's greatest artisan right here in the United States of America. And um, I only, you know, he, he was only able to make a limited amount. And I cannot tell you how many emails I've gotten from people since then. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that I missed this. I didn't know about it. Please, please, how do I get one? A lot of other people saying, I bought one, now I want another one. I want to give one to my wife. I want to give one to my kid. I want. Um, so I am talking right now with the artisan to see if he will make one more batch because you have to understand this man actually smelts the metal okay i mean he he gets the, the stuff and melts it down and like these are hand hammered in a professional workshop uh, everyone is unique it's custom made to your size um there are no two alike it's a real electrum ring and so uh i think we're going to be able to work this out to do one more batch but I'm just going to tell you right now that uh, the only way I will be announcing it will be through my e-newsletter. 
And that's because that, um, I mean, I might mention it on this podcast, but it, it doesn't mean that it'll time out right because we have these limited windows when he makes them. And, uh, the podcast, you know, you never know exactly when it's going to get posted. Uh, so basically here's the bottom line. If you want to get the dibs, uh, I'll, I'll make the cells available if possible for like, I'll say you got two or three days. If you want to get one from this last batch, um, go to joshuapwarren.com, sign up for my free e-newsletter on the homepage there. If you want to be notified immediately when the Electrum ring is available again, I'm hoping it will be sometime in February of 2024. Let's get back to the dark forest hypothesis. Now, of course, um, I've been talking about this idea that, uh, well, if science tells us st- statistically there ought to be the possibility of intelligent life all over the place, well, where is everybody um, you know, if, if we dig into that question, that Fermi paradox, some folks bring up what is called the dark forest hypothesis. And first off, let me read to you what it says here at Wikipedia. The dark forest hypothesis is the conjecture that many alien civilizations exist throughout the universe, but They are both silent and hostile, maintaining their undetectability by humanity for fear of being destroyed by another hostile and undetected civilization. In this framing, it is presumed that any space-fearing civilization would view any other intelligent life as an inevitable threat and thus destroy any nascent life that makes itself known. As a result, the electromagnetic spectrum would be relatively quiet without evidence of any intelligent alien life, as in a dark forest filled with armed hunters stalking through the trees like ghosts. Okay, for a bit more description I found this article about this topic at BigThink.com, written by Scotty Hendricks. And I'll just read a a couple little passages. The Milky Way galaxy has 200 billion stars and perhaps 100 billion planets. If even a small fraction of those planets harbored life, and even uh, a pathetic scattering of those planets had life forms which became intelligent, our galaxy would be teeming with alien civilizations. Okay. Then, of course, we we reflect back on the Drake equation and all that. And he says here, many of the solutions aim at one of the variables in the Drake equation and try to make the supposed number of civilizations lower, blah, blah, blah. But this is the dark forest solution, which explains why we have not heard from aliens because they are purposefully keeping quiet. The reasoning is laid out in the science fiction novel, The Dark Forest by Lu Shixin. I, I guess that's how it's pronounced. C-I-X-I-N. The plot of the book, the second in a series, concerns questions of how to best interact with potentially hostile alien life. So the arguments laid out like all life desires to stay alive. There is no way to know if other life forms can or will destroy you if given a chance. And that lacking assurances, the safest option for any species is to annihilate other life forms before they have a chance to do the same. So this all leads to the this, you know, radio silence. And in fact, here's a paragraph from the actual novel. Quote, the universe is a dark forest. Every civilization is an armed hunter stalking through the trees like a ghost, gently pushing aside branches that block the path and trying to tread without sound. Even breathing is done with care. The hunter has to be careful because everywhere in the forest are stealthy hunters like him. If he finds another life, another hunter, angel, or a demon, a delicate infant, a tottering old man, a fairy, or demigod, 
there's only one thing he can do. Open fire and eliminate them. Okay. So, I think you get the idea. The hypothesis here is that maybe these beings... Uh, let's, we can just start with the aliens, but you can expand this however you want. They're there. They might be all around you. They, they might be in your bedroom, in your closet, in your backyard, at your kid's school. Uh, they could be anywhere, but they are hiding intentionally because they don't know what the consequences for them and their civilization will be. If we know for sure that they are there, maybe they are being hostile towards us and the people are being kept in the dark. Uh, this also. Well, OK, let me let me just mention this because I have gotten emails about this. You know, a while back, there was um, a news story saying that a bunch of people claimed that there are these like 10 foot tall aliens running around some shopping mall in Florida and all these police showed up. And that whole story seems pretty wishy-washy to me. I mean, look, all I can tell you is I have not I've looked at the the video footage and stuff that's come out, and I have not seen anything that I believe is convincing evidence that that story is true. Doesn't mean it's not. I just haven't seen any evidence of it. Maybe aliens are all over the place. But here is, I think, the the even eerier part is that, um, well, maybe we're we're not just talking about aliens visitors from beyond maybe we're talking about literally this other realm of reality that that's that overlays our realm that there are all of these interdimensional beings that are all around us all the time and they're very intentionally keeping quiet and it reminds one does it not of the so-called shadow person reports because um, people like my friend Heidi Hollis, who have spent years studying the shadow person phenomenon and similar things, uh, they often find that when somebody observes a shadow person, as soon as the shadow person realizes that it is being observed, it darts away. And if you are brand new to this topic, well, a shadow person is just a shadowy silhouette. It's almost like, like my mom saw a shadow person one time. This is many years ago. She was in North Carolina and she was at home, I think by herself and uh, a human silhouette across like over uh, in the corner across the living room caught her eye. And she saw this shadowy figure there just very quietly watching and kind of hovering. And at first she thought it was me trying to play a prank on her or something like that, because my mom and I have been jokesters over the years and we've occasionally pranked each other. Excuse me. And uh, so she, um, my mom thought it was me. And she said, Josh, what are you doing? You know, like you're busted. I caught you. And then this thing turns and very quickly vanishes uh, I think it kind of darted down the hallway and that freaked my mom out because when she realized that she was home alone, uh, she knew that, well, she had seen something there that appeared to be a real silhouette of a real person. And so the dark forest hypothesis may explain why that some of these beings, whether they are out there billions of light years away or they're right here sitting next to you why that they may intentionally be keeping quiet and uh, maybe even watching us like we're in some kind of a zoo do you think that that is a good possible explanation a solution to the Fermi paradox when we come back from this break I'm going to tell you something about um, the process that some of these beings might use when they come here to interact with us. And it leads, interestingly enough, into this topic. Three things you can do to easily turn your bad luck into good luck. I'm Joshua P. Warren. 
and you're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be back after these important messages. Hang in there. Josh is coming right back on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Take us with you anywhere. This is the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Hi, I'm Sandra Champlain. Please make sure and check out my show, Shades of the Afterlife, heard right here on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Welcome back to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, Joshua P. Warren, and this is the show where the unusual becomes usual. Here's something that's kind of interesting to think about when you try to comprehend the relationship that we may have to other intelligent life out there, whether it be always on the physical plane like other other apes like us out there flying around that originated from another planet or if we're talking about interdimensional creatures that morph in and out of our world whatever they are uh we have to think about the means that may they may have in order to to interact with us to to reach us both physically and linearly I mean, for example, are they just traveling across vast distances or are they using wormholes in order to overcome distances and immediately teleport back and forth? I mean, all that stuff. Right? There is a man that you may have come across in uh, your studies of the metaphysical world. Uh, he's quite popular. Let's see. He's 66 years old. His name is Sagguru. Sadhguru, that's spelled S-A-D-H-G-U-R-U. And he is the founder and head of the Isha Foundation based in India. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, Isha, but I think so. It says it was established in 1992, operates an ashram and yoga center that carries out educational and spiritual activities. He's been teaching yoga since 1982. 
he does a lot of speaking engagements and, and, you know, he's one of these guys, when you look at him, he's, you know, he's got like the robe and the white beard and he has the cloth wrapped around his head. And I mean, he, he looks like a guru. Um, but he is extremely articulate and he's, I've, I enjoy listening to his videos, even though I really don't know much about the guy, to be honest with you. Yeah. And I even bought one of his books and, uh, and he had he made some pretty interesting points in that. But I bring him up because the other day um, I saw he, he was interviewed by Joe Rogan. And at one point in the interview, Sadhguru was talking about the what really makes humans special compared to other um, other animals other creatures that we're aware of is our ability to use tools that, that you cannot underestimate that one thing. And he said, you know, to Joe Rogan, he goes, you're a strong man. He says, what if I tell you to come over here and take the screw out of this chair with your bare hands? And Joe Rogan says, well, I guess that'd be kind of tough. And he says, yeah, you know, he says, you, you might be able to do it eventually, but you might lose a fingernail. Maybe you use your teeth. You might lose a tooth. You know. But I give you a screwdriver and boom, that thing comes right out. So why wouldn't you take advantage of this tool and make things easy on yourself? And this extends throughout the entire story of human development. It has taken us all the way to the moon. Uh, the fact and beyond uh, the, the fact that we are master tool makers compared to every other thing out there that we we see i mean there are some creatures that use tools to some extent you know using a stick for this or that but i mean it's if there's any doubt that there's some kind of divine spark within a, a human being i mean look at the, our ability to create things by using tools and so just because there are other possible advanced life forms out there it doesn't mean that they are tool makers like we are. I am. I'm not certain that you could actually say that a human is more intelligent than any other creature, uh, especially when you start looking at dolphins and chimps and all that. I mean, we just live in different worlds. We have a different set of needs for the environment that we're in. You know, you may say, well, I'm smarter than a shark. So, you know, I'm better than a shark. But OK, well, let's throw you in the ocean and see who who comes out better in that situation. Well. I think it's also important for us to realize that uh, tools, they can help us achieve extraordinary things when we go out there and we explore the world and we and we experience the universe. But it also goes for mental tools. And this is something that's overlooked way too much. We have a tendency to only focus on things that are, are physical and tangible that we can literally put our hands on. And, and that we were crude in that way of thinking. I call it Wookiee thinking in my book, Use the Force. And essentially, when I talk about tips for things that will help you improve your life by, by enhancing your, your mentality, uh, I, I'm basing that on some of my own experiences because I think it's really important to have tools to help you mentally and spiritually. And uh, it's not a crutch uh, unless you just want to be Mr. Tough Guy and say, I don't need it. I can will whatever I want by brute force. Fine. Okay. But I'm the guy who, like, if I'm going to drive cross country, if the GPS is available, I will use it. I like to make my life as easy as possible by taking advantage of tools. And so that's why, for example, when you go to, say, JoshuaPWarren.com, the curiosity shop is full of some of the best metaphysical tools that have, that I have come up with that have helped me. Um, so that's all there for you. Well, I say that because I think that I'm about to give you uh, an interesting set of tools here. And you always need refreshers and you need inspiration to, and you constantly need to sort of think about things from different points of view. Um, I was watching an interview the other day with, um, Amy Newmark and Amy Newmark is the publisher of chicken soup for the soul. 
which is now a big entertainment company. And uh, Amy Newmark, she's she's always making really interesting points and giving really good tips to people about how to um, to do little things that can sort of change the direction of of life for the better. And she gave this tip that I thought was good enough to pass along to you. And I might have misled you a little bit because I was saying three things you can do to easily turn your bad luck into good luck. Well, that's let me be more specific. She said, try this out. Okay, and I'm going to paraphrase her a little bit, but take out a calendar. Mark whatever day it is as day one and go 30 days and then mark day 30. So you want to basically set 30 days aside for yourself. I She didn't say use a calendar, but I think that makes sense so you can keep track of it. And then every single day for, for all of those 30 days for each day, you write down three things, three things per day that you are thankful for. And you can't write down the same thing twice. Every day, come up, it could be the simplest things. In my book, Use the Force, I have a chapter on gratitude. And I say, start with just the senses that you have, because not everybody has them. Say, I'm thankful to have sight, or I'm thankful to hear, or I'm thankful to smell, or to taste, or to feel. I'm thankful to have my rational mind. You can be thankful for a family member, thankful for the roof over your head, thankful for the device that you're using right now to to listen to me. Um, Every day, just take a moment and write down three things you're thankful for. If you can do that for 30 days, then when you get to the 30th day, stop and look back on your life and compare your life to how it was when you started. I bet you it will be better. Much better. And you don't even have to try to do anything except just be conscious and aware of that. This is sort of like counting your blessings. In my book, Use the Force, A Jedi's Guide to the Law of Attraction, which you can read for free if you go to my website, I wrote this, let's face reality. No matter how optimistic you try to be, every day can be a struggle. You do not live in a tiny bubble and challenges and problems are always apt to arise. So how can you further convince yourself that you do live in a friendly universe? You do that by taking a moment to be grateful. It's often said the law of attraction is no different from the law of gravity. It doesn't matter whether you believe in gravity. If you run off a cliff, disbelieving in gravity won't stop you from falling. In that case, the law is a bad thing. However, it is also the law of gravity that keeps your feet planted on the earth so you don't go flying off into space. Since the law of attraction is constantly working, whether you like it or not, it will continue drawing good things to you if you feel appreciative for the good things you already have. Um, try this out. And, and, and let me know. Take an old fashioned calendar if you've got one or if you I, I, you know, I'm, I'm getting getting to be an older fellow now. So I got the big wall calendar and I write things with an old ink pen. OK, but if you do everything on your phone, fine. Use your phone. Do this experiment and then email me in 30 days and let me know if your life is better after 30 days of doing this, writing down three things per day that you're grateful for. And so thanks to Amy Newmark with Chicken Soup for the Soul for that advice. When we come back, it is time for some listener emails. Uh, I have a variety of them. I, I'm not sure what I'm going to dig into exactly, but I maybe. How about? Yeah, I got one on doppelgangers. That's a topic a lot of people are always interested in. That and more when we return. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. 
and I will be right back. Keep it here on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. The Wizard of Weird will be right back. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. We are happy to announce that our Coast to Coast AM official YouTube channel has now reached over 300,000 subscribers. You can listen to the first hour of recent and past shows for free. So head on over to the coasttocoastam.com website and hit the YouTube icon at the top of the page. This is free show audio, so don't wait. coasttocoastam.com is where you want to be. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Hey everyone, it's producer Tom of Coast to Coast AM, and more of The Wizard of Weird starts right now. Welcome back to the final segment of this edition of Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, Joshua P. Warren. And for hundreds of years, many people around the world believed it was impossible for a human being to run one mile in four minutes. And then all that changed. On May the 6th of 1954, when an Englishman named Roger Bannister at age 25 did it. He ran the mile in four minutes. And you know what? Within a couple of months, two more people did it. (laughs) And now... Thousands of people have done it. As a matter of fact, I believe the guy who holds the record right now, uh, he ran a mile in three minutes and 43 seconds. This is interesting because it goes back to this idea of mental tools, mental prep, not believing that something has to be impossible just because somebody else hasn't done it before. And And it's also important to hang out with the right people. That shows you. The people that you associate with, if they're telling you all the time, this can't be done, this is impossible. And that affects you, um, then you're not going to achieve as much as you might be able to if you surround yourself with people who make you feel good and inspire you. Um, these are little mind hacks that you can use in your life, and I hope you'll take advantage of them. 
Okay, let's go to some emails. Speaking of people that you're hanging out with, this is a this is a weird and spooky one. Um, this came from a man named Tony, and he said it all started in the historic two story brick house I grew up in here in Amarillo, Texas. The year was around 1972. I saw the same female apparition in my bedroom on two different occasions when I was probably seven or eight years old. The first time I saw her, I thought it was my mother sitting in a chair at the foot of my bed. It looked just like her. I I remember sitting up in bed and calling out to her, Mom, Mom, and no response. Just a blank stare slightly to my right. I then realized... This was kind of a hazy, translucent figure. It did not take me long to figure out it was a spirit lingering in the corner of my room. Although it did not seem threatening in any way, I was still terrified and covered my head for the rest of the night. I asked my mom the next morning if she had been in my room that previous night, and she said no. A couple of months later, as I was lying in bed at night trying to sleep, I rolled over, and that same woman was standing right next to my bed looking down on me. She was less than three feet from me. She was even wearing the same red, yellow, and orange flowery gown from the first time I saw her. Once again, I just covered my head and would not look out until morning. Years later, I learned that this phenomenon was known as a doppelganger. And then he writes in parentheses, doppelganger is when a spirit takes the form of a family member as they manifest themselves. It is said that if you ever see your own doppelganger, that you will die soon afterwards, end quote. That's a thank you for that, uh, Tony. And um, you know what? I, I actually did a whole show about the doppelganger phenomenon. Let's see. It was uh, episode 94 of this podcast, Strange Things, and it was called Do You Have a Doppelganger? It's one of the weirdest topics out there. So um, I believe that, you know, sometimes there may be multiple timelines um, and you, a version of yourself, may be out there doing something that is not happening on the timeline that you're conscious of. And uh, also there may be shape shifting entities out there that are trying to blend in by looking like somebody that you're familiar with. There's a whole lot of weird stuff connected to the doppelganger thing. Go back and listen to episode 94. Oh yeah. And then uh, Tony sent me this other story. Let me, let me read this one to you. He says, uh, now fast forward to 1982. I was a senior in high school. It was just me and dad living at home. My mother had passed away in the previous year and my sisters had married and moved away. It was a high school night and I had been up late studying for a test before falling into a deep slumber. I was awakened from my sleep to the sound of the hangers in my bedroom closet rattling and scraping up and down the walls. I tried to call out for help, but something had a hold of me and I was totally paralyzed. I could not move. I could not breathe. I could not yell out nothing. It was like there was a dark unseen presence in my room that night and it had me pinned down. And this went on for 30 or 40 seconds although at the time it seemed like an eternity. Suddenly the hangers became silent and whatever had a hold of me released and I could once again move and breathe. This totally freaked me out and it was a long time before I ever told anyone about that occurrence. It was many years later that I learned about the sleep paralysis phenomenon. Yeah, a lot of people have told me about experiencing this, and some have said that it also is, uh, well, they call it the old hag phenomenon because they see some kind of like old raggedy looking creepy kind of witch like figure on top of them when this happens. And there's like this old tradition that this could be some kind of a, I don't know, some kind of a soul sucking, you know, like, uh, I guess like a succubus type of figure that's trying to take your energy while, while you sleep. Um, it goes back into this, I guess, you know, I guess the idea that maybe we live in this dark forest, uh, 
And there are things that wait until you're asleep before they decide to pounce, right? Um, okay, well, thanks again for that, uh, Tony. And now let's go to, speaking of Dark Forest, I did a show not too long ago saying beware the dark side. And I talked some about how that um, society can be manipulated by unscrupulous people using divide and conquer techniques. And I got this email from Diane and she said, after listening to your most recent show, I'm wondering if you've heard of Edward Bernays. Last name is spelled B-E-R-N-A-Y-S. He was Freud's nephew and is considered the father of public relations. He He's basically responsible for redefining propaganda and revolutionized advertising and marketing back in the 1920s by creating campaigns that used psychological techniques to manipulate consent on a mass scale. His campaigns were so successful, he caught the attention of politicians who hired him for their own campaigns, and the rest is history. If you have not seen this, BBC documentary, it's fantastic and explains the history of his influence and shows how insidious it was and is. We can thank him for the manipulation that is used today. His name is virtually unknown, but the power he had is disturbing, and it's had the most profound effect on the molding of society. This needs to be seen. She gave me a link to a documentary. I haven't had a chance to watch it, but I did click and watch the first few minutes. And uh, I, what I found is if you just go to YouTube and type in Edward Bernays, there's um, there's a lot of documentary information about him. Uh, again, that last name is spelled B-E-R-N-A-Y-S, Edward Bernays. And boy, you know, that kind of thing, it really does make you think about just the amount of effort that truly has gone into manipulating all of us psychologically, especially now that we have computers and AI working on us. You know, they, when you when you walk into a store, they know if you're going to turn left or right. I mean, look at the the targeting that goes on when you're just seeing ads that pop up out of the blue on your computer or your phone and you're like are they listening to me how did they know that i was going to buy some beakers uh well they may not be listening to you maybe they are but it's like there are patterns that you know you fall into demographics and stuff and they recognize all that well as usual we've jumped all over the place that's what i like to do sometimes on this show because there's a lot happening in the world and um <laughs> so much to talk about, so little time. But I think it's important for us to remember to focus on the power of the Agiotato Zume and to always relax and take moments to think about what is positive, what is good for you, what's going to bring in good fortune for you. So I'm about to play the one, the only original good fortune tone. It lasts 20 seconds, and whatever you're doing, uh, try to pause. If you can, close your eyes. If you can't, that's totally fine. Take some deep breaths, and just think about your next week and how we can make this the best week for you ever. Just think about nothing but good things happening to you. Here is the good fortune tone. That's it for this edition of the show. Follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren. Plus, visit JoshuaPWarren.com to sign up for my free e-newsletter to receive a free instant gift and check out the cool stuff in the Curiosity Shop all at JoshuaPWarren.com. I have a fun one lined up for you next time, I promise. So please tell all your friends to subscribe to this show and to always remember the golden rule. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon. You've been listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio 
and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Well, if you like this episode of Strange Things, wait till you hear the next one. Thank you for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.